What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. The views and opinions expressed by hosts, invited speakers, and callers do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of the Black Talk Media Project or the Black Talk Radio Network. Sometimes it can just get a little bit morbid, 
And that's why we started our suggestive sandals campaign for women to participate in, donate a dollar to Women United. And that dollar donation, or more if you would like to donate more, will go to all campaigns and activities for women, such as uh, scholarships for young women entering college or that are in college or um, a business venture, as well as helping women in women's shelters, etc. If you have an idea and you would like for some of that money to go to um, something pertaining to helping and uplifting, empowering, and educating women, then just contact us at Women United. 7777.org or right here at the Lotus Place. You can go to either one of our Facebook pages or reach out to us on Twitter. How are you, Mr. Scotty? I hope you're well this evening. Thank you so much for playing that lovely music for us. A woman's got to have it because she sure does. Oh, I'm I'm not going to complain. I don't like to complain because there are so many people out there doing worse than me. If I'm a complain, I'm a complain about somebody else's situation. So, I'm I don't have any complaints. I'm blessed on this earth compared to so many others. Oh goodness gracious! I know that's right. I know. Well, I tell you one thing, Scotty. It was like 103 degrees here in Houston, Texas today, and me and my little dog just about had a heat stroke this evening just trying to take a quick walk outside. So we are still cooling off here in Houston, Texas. So hot Houston, Texas is definitely hot. So we're making it, though. We are making it, living large and in charge and loving it. Yes, indeed. So thanks for playing that Bobby Womack. Woman's got to have it because we're You're talking welcome. about women, women, and women. You're welcome. It's been so long since I heard some Bobby Womack. You can tell I ain't been up <laughs> in the club in a long time or in the juke joint. Because <laughs> that, that's right. like hole-in-the-wall type music right there. That's what you hear. <laughs> oh, yes. That's that old-school music. Yes, that's that. Walking around in the cafe, sitting down at the little tables kind of music right there. We used to love that in Memphis. Indeed. So, Scotty, we're talking about women tonight. And we're going to have our Black Tower News Hour. And I just want to share a little quick um, tip of good news, just news and good news. Um, Kristen Taylor, I believe that's the young man's name, um, football star. I think in Irving, Texas, near Dallas, um, he was shot, uh, fatally shot by a so-called rookie police officer. I would love to investigate this police officer. Uh, how did he decide to change careers or start a new career being a police officer at the age of almost 50? So he was a police officer and um, shot the poor young man while uh, the young man was in a car uh, car lot, something, something was going on. He was in a car dealership. He was vandalizing. He he was vandalizing. They had, it's on video. There's no denying that he was committing a crime. He was vandalizing the cars. Um, people who know him said that he was acting totally out of character. They don't know what was going on with him. Then he crashed his own car into the um of um the showroom. Yeah, of yeah, the, yeah. yeah, the showroom and ran inside. And mm-hmm. so when the police showed up, they were talking to him at first and trying to get him to come out. And he ran into, further into the building. And then without any other, without any warning, 
this cop who at 49 years old decided he want to be a cop. I don't know what's going on with that either. And and then without saying anything to the other fellow officers, he just runs in the building, you know, after the, after the uh, uh, guy. And he was fired for that. And I think, yes. you know, I think, um, Sister Black Rose, that this was premeditated murder. Because he just broke total protocol. He went running in there to gun this young man down. You know, and and it just seems like to me that this was premeditated, that this guy probably saw the Ferguson Rebellion kick off last year. He saw Darren Wilson get away with it, got a million dollars in, in, you know, GoFundMe funds and whatnot. And he said, you know what, I'm going to be, I want to do that. I want to shoot niggas in the street. You know, I want to gun down young black men. And so, you know, he became, he decided to become a cop at 49 years old. And and I I know there's no way for me to prove that, but I believe that's what happened. He was he was looking for some that. action, boy. Couldn't wait to run looking up in there. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's what I said. It's just it's something with that. So I'm just glad that the cop was immediately fired, um, which that doesn't uh, happen too often. So maybe maybe we're starting to see a turnaround here. So something needs to be done with these uh, um, killer cops just running around shooting people just in two seconds. No reason, no try, no negotiation. What happened to them? What did they do? File a negotiator that they used to have on the police department, or do they just say the negotiators for certain people? I thought they mm-hmm. used to bring in negotiators to try to, you know, talk to somebody mm-hmm. and bring your family member in, you know, your loved one right. or something. Because it seems like to me they could have taken some time, let the boy calm down, because as stated, if something was going on, he was totally out of character. And this young man had, uh, just like Sandra Brown, had been very vocal on social media, uh, speaking about police brutality. And I think one of his last tweets was, I don't want to die young. And uh, then, next thing you know, the poor young man is is dead. So the good news is the cop has been arrested. I do send out my condolences to his family and, and to friends and family and all the other people that have lost loved ones over the past few days and weeks and months and years because I know that's very difficult to deal with. Um, we just want to share that. Um, Aja, how are you? Yes, I am great. I'm fabulous. I am fabulous. Good. How's everybody? Hi, Scotty. Can Scotty hear me? I thought it may have dipped off. Oh, okay. But how do you like that new um, What's Good segment? I do. I do. I really do. I think that's a good thing. Um, I think that um, what we concentrate on, we give energy to. What yeah. we put a lot of thought into, we give energy to. So we... Although we want to make sure everybody is aware because this is a form of media and we need to let our people know the truth and the facts of what is going on out there in the world. And um, this this is our platform. Mm-hmm. In addition to that, we also want to let them know what's good with happening what's good. out there with us. 
you know, what's good, what, 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 what's, what's good happening in the world that we can, yeah. that, that we can feel wonderful, we can give some energy to, that we can give some praise to, that we can give some high fives to, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, mm-hmm. I think that's an excellent idea. Excellent yeah. idea. I do too. And I have. We're both on some... the same page. Hmm? Yeah, and and uh, that's 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 something. And I'll have something. I'll I'll every time I'm on, I'll I'll have something good. <laughs> I'll have something good right. to contribute. Thank yeah. you, thank you. Well, King B just joined us. How are you, King B? Oh, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. How's everybody? We're great. Oh, we're good. good. Well, you've been under the weather. Yeah, you know, um, had a minor fall and. uh, I didn't know uh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Oh, I thought I I mentioned to you that King B had a fall. No, no. Yeah, it was. uh, Thank God, it was nothing. No serious injury. Just a bruise and a trauma to my. Uh, big toe on the right side, right toe. But uh, Ooh, I know hey, that was painful. Oh, I sound the blues for as mm. as the shock wore off. I said, oh mm. boy, oh boy. But um, hey, I'm better than Jimmy Carter. You heard what he's he got, right? No, Jimmy oh Carter. yeah, Jimmy Carter. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. announced he has cancer. What kind of cancer oh, does he have? Yeah. And then spread throughout his body. What? Yeah, it has spread throughout his body. Oh, he's had it he's, for a and, while. And he's 90 years old. Oh, he's 90? He's Ooh. 90 years old. Ooh. He got no religion chemo. after Mm-mm. He got no religion chemo. after he uh, left the White House. So uh, yeah. this uh, uh, house of charity for building, building houses, that's the name of the call it. But um, he was involved with that. He was involved with... Uh, uh, seeing that there would be democracy, so we thought it happened in um, Haiti election. But uh, you know, there's a number of things that uh, he was trying to right the wrong. But um, you know, when you're up against a tyrannical government that you was a part of, you know they don't like that. <laughs> Power yeah. they don't like that. You know. Yeah, I think he was um, he was the first really high political person to just come right out and say that um, that it was racism, a lot of racism that was going on in this country yeah. regarding Obama and the and the uh, remarks and, and the actions that have been that were being taken against him. And mm-hmm. that was that was kind of bold. Oh it was, know, it was. And you know like uh, cancer don't have to be by a natural way. It could be induced. I'm, oh I'm, yeah. Well, I I'm, that I'm, I'm hip to that. Yeah, that's what happened yeah. to uh, Adam Clayton Powell Jr. You know, he didn't want to believe that he was a victim of foul play, but uh, I recall when he had a series of breakings at his property on the on the island of Bimini. Oh really? He, was, uh, he he knew the FBI when he confronted the FBI. Then only admitted that they, that they did it, but they had admitted that it galled because they had done it for his own good. What? Uh, then, oh yeah. Then he had his uh, yacht. Adam's Fancy, and then he would hold court at the old site of the Red Rooster, which is down the block from his church, Abyssinia. And I believe either one of those three sites, he was stalked, and they knew his favorite brew was scotch and milk. 
So uh, oh. there was a, who was the stop uh, conniving uh, uh, predator who would be able to work his way a whole way into Adam's right. uh, you know, brew? And, uh, yeah. and, and, and something that's a poison that you never will be able to detect. It. Oh, yeah, there are a lot of poisons like that. Oh, yeah. I mean, they got this poison that Russia used on its enemies, or Putin used on its enemies. But that poison could be detected. But it was such a small, potent stuff. was so potent. Just a tiny little bit. Just barely enough under your fingernail. And oh. you're done. Really? Yeah, wow. I, there's nothing to put on a on a on a, a straight pin top. A straight wow. pin top. That's powerful stuff, man. So wow. uh, you know that that uh this government this government you know, Russia people who gets in their way if it can't be uh bought off, they find themselves either dead or uh forced to flee the country. But especially mm-hmm. if they know that you have a mind that will not be violent. Uh-huh. So um this uh, conspiracy of the uh, global conspiracy of fascism in the air. In the yes, air. Let, let me ask you guys, who was the German that bamboozled a whole nation and he wasn't Aryan? Anyone? Um, Hitler. Very good. You got a German right now. Oh, that's home. right. Homegrown German, name Americanized, third generation German, but he is highly regarded by a whole lot of white folks. And he's a German with an Americanized mm-hmm. name, but he studied the theology and philosophy, psychology, and white supremacy. And he's a very dangerous man. He has no class. Matter of fact, he's <laughs> low class. <laughs> you know? yeah. Uh, but he appeals to those whites that always had in the back of their minds they're tired of seeing these negras who think they can just ruin our lives. <laughs> we want to get, get our country, we turn our country back to the good old days. Right. And, they didn't uh, have you know, to do that, anything. Yeah, black folks have become too uppity for them. Too many young black men out there with their girls and their girls enjoying their black men. Yeah. Uh, 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 nice black families. Uh, doing well. Yeah, you know, like uh, the of the days of uh, Reconstruction, blacks didn't want to believe that this country would turn on them. Huh. Being that it was the Republicans in charge of the North that that uh, set it up with this uh, uh, Reconstruction program. But when Martin Delaney told them, beware, it was going to be taken away from you. I said, oh, you crazy, man. This government wouldn't do that to us after all we suffered during slavery. It couldn't yeah. do that to us. Hmm. And lo and behold, when they realized he was correct, it was too late. Yeah. That yeah. was the second Holocaust. The first Holocaust was slavery. The second Holocaust was when we lost our reconstruction, right? And we never yeah. recovered. Never recovered. Never recovered. Mm-hmm. Now, guess what? We have entered the abyss of our third Holocaust. And guess who would be the last to be informed? Black folks. That's how far gone we are with our inability to straighten up and fly right and uh, wake up to smell the coffee. We are cream of the mall. Always said, children, you're too slow. We got to pick up the doo-doo 
put it too close to our nose, or we would believe that doo-doo does smell. <laughs> we do not want to believe that this government will set us up for the kill, being that Obama will have left, just left the White House, and white folks feel that they've got to seize the opportunity to put black folks back in line. We are most vulnerable. We have no political or legal protection. We don't follow Chopin's nonsense about handing over our guns and leaving no, ourselves most most vulnerable for having ourselves picked off one by one. We're already getting a dress rehearsal, a dress rehearsal with the guy in the store was being happening with civilians like George uh, Zimmerman or the police force in various parts of this country that uh, using weaponry that you might use in Afghanistan or uh, in other parts of the world, but right here in America, the same reason why white folks went against the British to uh, formulate a, a government against the British, they were tired of a, stand, of a standing army. They didn't want any more of a standing army. What do we have in the black community right now? Especially when the black community, who decided to formulate in Ferguson a state of emergency? The same police force that created the havoc that caused the problem that people were being shot at, tear gas mm -hmm. all over the housing, all over the housing area. It's just it's awful with the kind of condition that black people are under severe terror in mm -hmm. Ferguson. And all those mm -hmm. black faces in high places, either in the pulpit or in politics, can't say a mumbling, and won't say a mumbling word. Not a mumbling word. Mm -hmm. Not a mumbling word. It is really, really sad. Yeah, a state of emergency. They call it a state of emergency. Yeah, I mean, like, what requires, you know, what requires a uh, call for a state of emergency? I thought it was with the uh, out of control of administration where the city is in chaos, where, you know, there's uh, bombings and um, you've got the uh, police officers, some people being shot and killed, and uh, the police forces. Police stations are being overran. People, black people broke into the police station, took all their guns. You know, <laughs> it, that's not happening. Well, the state of emergency is to keep the, the people protesting in line. That's that's what it's all uh -huh. about. It's to it's to keep mm -hmm. them from 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 really exercising their rights, really. And <laughs> and th this is a legal way to keep them in line. Hello. You know? Yeah, that's the oh, problem. People uh, trying to stand up for their have, rights. That's the state of emergency. Yeah. Exactly. And you have these uh, mega church pastors. One church in particular, I always hop on that church, Friendly Baptist Church. We had the funeral for uh, Trayvon Martin was held. No, no, for Mike, for Michael Brown's funeral was held. And uh, I tried to get the pastors to uh, be a part of the solution where the church would be as one of the gathering place for raising funds for justice for Michael Brown. Did he mm -hmm. ever have the respect to even return the phone call? Nope. Mm -hmm. and, um, yeah, I know, remember you were trying to reach out to him, Kansas. Yeah, Reverend Jones, and uh, I never get his name Jones, but Jones I know. He's now speaking to the answer. Jones I know. Oh, he would be holding rallies. He was Dr. Bill Jones. He would be holding rallies. He would be uh, demanding that he would call these pastors on the carpet 
and would take attendance roll. We call it roll call. Who showed up? Ah. And uh, he would not play. And I believe they got to him also as far as uh, knowing his physical ailments. Oh. Uh, because this man, I didn't know until he had long died that he had held a meeting with Yasser Arafat. So yeah, and you know, Yasser Arafat, uh, remember cancer when Yasser Arafat got ill, and then I think he went over yeah. to France, and they just showed it all, all, all on the news and everything, just injecting the poor little man with the needle. And I think mm-hmm. right at that moment, you could tell when he looked, it was like he looked and said, oh, crap, I have made a big mistake because he was dead. Shortly after mm-hmm. that, so yes, Al said he was really trying to bring about some peace. I liked him. I don't care what yeah, nobody I, I like yes, very, very charismatic man that um, he was trying to be fair and honest, but you see, he also had demons to uh, deal with because... They didn't like the idea that he would maybe be able to pull it off, and there was this jealousy, internal jealousy. And of course, the Zionists, every move he made, they thought. Uh-huh. And they had, uh-huh. and they knew that they could pick him off, and America wouldn't say nothing. Yeah. The Zionists yeah. have it so made that America's foreign policy is based on what the Zionists dictate how they want America to behave in that part of the world. And uh, this government. Even on Obama's watch, can't do nothing yeah. to stop the bad. How are you going to have a country that lost its democracy, calling this country in Iran, and this government was instrumental in destroying the people's democracy, and uh-huh. uh, Israel wasn't just twiddling its thumbs and looking the other way. Israel was very much involved to make sure that Iran uh, have lost their uh, democracy. And they would bring in the shark. Mm. You know, it's not, it's not mm. by accident that this is going on. And the tragedy with people in this country, they don't know the history of Iran, how it was uh, betrayed with uh, the uh, Democratic leader, duly elected by the people, it was a popular man named Mossadegh. And <laughs> Mossadegh realized how impoverished his people were and how rich England was getting by fucking up the oil and had the nerve to call it British Petroleum. <laughs> Sounds yeah. amazing. B- BP? Yeah. Most of Dick saw how Iranian oil was causing the British to become very well off, but at the expense of his people. So what got him in, tr- in trouble? He nationalized his oil. And all hell broke loose yeah. for him. Now, they didn't assassinate him to make him become a martyr, but they overthrew him, and they brought in the Shah. Imposed yeah. on him, the Shah, the Shah was imposed on the Iranian people. Now you see, the United Nations talks a good game, but the United Nations can't do nothing to bring Israel into line. An imperialist country like America, where America do as it, as it please, France doing this mess in Africa, and in Haiti, still don't want to give up its colonies uh, you know, uh, that, that France owned, like Martinique, you know, uh, French Guiana, you know, it is still under British uh, French control, and France makes no apologies for its wicked uh, ways of keeping people oppressed. But its number one nemesis is always Little Haiti. 
Yep. Yeah. Those, yep. Those They'll darkies. never forget. Those They'll never darkies. forget. Nope. And not only forget, they won't forgive. Uh, and this government uh, under Thomas Jefferson, seeing his slaves on his property doing the same same thing, he formed uh, embargoes. It wasn't Cuba that America had an embargo first. No, it was Little Haiti. And uh, mm-hmm. France making sure that it would get its money back for compensation for the loss of the slaves, they formed a blockade. So uh, there's a reason why Haiti is in such a vagabond state. You had uh, invasion of the Marines in the 1900s, 1900s, and um, they, they, they did until the 1930s, killing tens of thousands of uh, civilian population, but make sure they were killing the freedom fighters, some of, some of the many freedom fighters. And then you had the uh, military junta as a prelude before the Duvaliers came in. The uh, FDR huh. rewrote their constitution. Uh-huh. Imagine rewriting your constitution. So, you know, not only were you raped, the rape is going to show you how you can live with this rapist still raping you and will make, make the laws so that you have to obey his laws rather than laws that you had, had in your own constitution. So, uh, Blood will flow in Haiti just in a very short while, but court have been been part of the problem rather than part of the solution. Are the Clintons? Oh my god! They got thousands, they own thousands of acres of land in Haiti, and got Haitians tilling the land like slaves, working the land like enslaved conditions. Then they done built two skyscraper hotels. <laughs> you know, um, uh-huh. Dr. Short said. I said, it's the devil. Utrecht called him the, uh, Bill Clinton and his wife Hillary, she called him the Barney and Clyde of the uh, Democratic Party. Dr. Short said, no, it's not Barney and Clyde. It's Clyde and Clyde. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, how is Utrecht Lee's doing? How is she? Is well, she better? Well, uh, she said that she has gotten her strength, getting her strength back, and uh, uh, from what it sounds like, it's in remission. So... Every day that I hear her voice on her broadcast, I just give praise that she is not in the morgue waiting to be funeralized because um, she was supposed to have been dead a while back. So she's been cheating death because she ran to Dr. Gary Null and um, getting involved with the uh, alternative treatment for that's a revolutionary way of treating cancer. And um, uh-huh. she, in my opinion, she never smoked a cigarette in her life, she said. Well, she got uh-huh. this, this, this cell that uh, went through her lungs and into other parts of her body. So, oh, you know, goodness. like, uh, it's a very, uh, when you hear her voice, and you hear her sharp analysis of what's going on, you know there are forces of evil who don't want her to survive. Um, I call her the uh, Ida B. Wells of the airwaves next to you, yeah. Michelle. And she, she, she definitely um, has an analysis about what's going on politically. She even mentioned how the mainstream media made Donald Trump. He, oh, yeah. He, he, he was their, their invention. And their whole idea is to make the five, cashing on the five billion dollars of the presidential race in 1960. So the League of Women voters are protesting because of the undemocratic way 
process how they went about to uh, get this uh, convention and I mean get this uh, uh, preliminary and uh, uh, debates going. They said it was the whole process was undemocratic, but no one from the mainstream media would say Hosanna to the League of Women Voters. So they were out there protesting by themselves. The mainstream media is about to get as much money as they can off of this, but they will prop up their boy, uh, Trump, because he draws more money. And that's all they care about. Get It's not about democracy. It's about making more money. Yeah. Where's Dr. Yeah. Short? He's supposed yeah. to be coming on that. Uh, you, you know what? Well, yes, he is. He did try to call me. Um, I know Mother uh, uh, Delta had a little trouble getting in, so I just clicked in Delta. Um, Icy Hot is on the line, so we have Icy Hot and we have Delta. Right. Welcome yeah. in. Hey, yeah. Hey. Welcome. Hello. How are you? Hey, hey, everybody. Hey, Delta, you come hey, on with your hot guy. topic, so let me try to, uh, let me try to contact, uh, Randy and see what's going on. Yeah, uh, we'll take a quick break. break. Let's take a quick break well, and let me try to contact him. Okay. Podcasts and live program scheduling, visit us on the web at blacktalkradionetwork.com. All right. Okay, so we are back. So, Delta, you have some hot topics for us? Yes, I got you a couple of hot topics. Okay. Good afternoon to all our great listeners. So glad to be on tonight to give my hot topics. Well, I sent a text out to everybody in um, a message, and I wanted to y'all see the young lady down in Texas that was 21 years old, ran to the store for her mother to pick up her mother something, and just lived about five minutes from the store. And the police pulled her over, and the only reason he said he pulled her over is for a, uh, she didn't use a signal turn. And so next thing you know, the police said he smelled marijuana. The young lady said, the police said that he looked in her car. He didn't see any marijuana. He couldn't find none. He came back to his car and said he smelled marijuana. So all of a sudden, he's going to um, pull the young lady out of the car when he pulled her out of the car. She told him, what are you pulling me out for? He kept saying that um, I smell marijuana. So the young, he says, we got to search you. So he looked, he searched her a few minutes. Then he came back and told her they got to do a body search and a cavity search or whatever they call that. And they brought in a female officer. And the female officer, the young lady told the female officer that, she didn't want no uh, cavity search. 
The lady told her, you're going to get one. If not, you're going to get your legs broken. So the female officer ran her hand up inside of her out in the middle of a gas station, made her squat. The young lady said she didn't have on any panties. You know, that's the way the young girls walk around now with no drawers on. And so she said she didn't have on any. And all of a sudden, they made her squat, like, squat down, press, and they ran her hand, ran their hand up inside of her. Did not find anything, but all of a sudden, when they get back to his car, they're going to find something. But to me, when you tell somebody that you don't want a body search, and they search you anyway, uh, to me, that's against the law. So he's going to say that she gave permission, but they contradict themselves. They said that she gave permission. Then they said she was refusing a, a refusing arrest, refusing to be searched. So he contradicts himself. So that's the hot story. So I would like to know everybody take on that after a while. Then we had another young man. This is what you excuse my French, y'all. I don't mean no harm tonight, and I'm not a custer. I'm a little church going woman, but I got to say this. This is what made me so hell mad with those policemen. Now, we can tell you not a cursor. She says, so hell mad. So, so hell mad. Training, 
and you make a mistake, you can automatically be fired, and it's no, the union can't even get your job back. That's in the law. So the union, he can't even get his job back. So that's good for him. I don't lose that's no right. sleep over him. And then, look, y'all, down here in little old Mississippi where we live, Hattiesburg is about an hour and 15 minutes from me. We got some old black girl. Excuse my French. I got a call, like y'all said, the darkest. She goes and marries one of these foreigners uh, with this funny Halan, Hassan, whatever kind of name. Married this young boy. He's, he's a Muslim. She was a straight A, a straight A honor student, a chemistry major, at top of the class. Been out of school two years. She gonna get on the computer and go. But well, she got trapped. But so I still don't feel sorry for her, y'all. She, she got just what she deserved. She what? contacted. Thought she was talking to ISIS and come to find out she was talking oh, to the FBI and said that she wanted to go overseas to kill. They wanted her. Her husband wanted to be a fighter, and she wanted to mix mix up some type of chemicals that she learned in America to help kill the people. So they, and then her daddy was a policeman that trained dogs. So she in jail with no bond, y'all. So those are my hot topics for the day. But let me tell you, I don't feel sorry for little Darkie because she had no business marrying outside of race because you know how I feel about that. I believe staying your own race. So those are my hot topics for today. Yeah, she, she, she was so brainwashed, didn't even know for sure who she was talking to. And uh, running her mouth, didn't have no certification or verification that she was talking to, who she thought she was talking, talking to. Now she'll be in jail for a long, long time. Long time. They may disappear in her. Well, I'll tell you what. Huh? The lady who's cavity searched by a female, the lady who's cavity searched against her will. If she had a zealous lawyer, she could probably uh, sue the, the Sox off. What city was this in? What Hello? city did that happen in, uh, Delta? Well, she did hire a lawyer. She hired a lawyer right away. Mississippi, she said. And the lawyer said it, was... well, the lawyer said it was said it was an illegal search. So he yeah, that's called illegal hire. search and seizure. Yes, probably you see, there are lawyers, search and seizure. She did not yeah. consent to it. You mm-hmm. see, there are lawyers, and then there are lawyers. If she had the right. latter and not the former, she got herself a social parasite who will talk her into taking the money that she would never see in her lifetime again. He'll get his cut that he would uh, enrich his checking account, and she would not get justice. They always like to encourage the clients, especially if they're social parasites, to go for the money. Later forget mm-hmm. justice. A social Later engineer. For that. Yeah, a social yeah, engineer. Yeah, because will he will get justice. some of that money. There you go. I mean, I think, I think it's like 17%, but they will get their cut. Like the lawyer for, uh, I hate to say, it's Sandra Bland. The family is suing the county of Waller and the city of Hempstead. But there will be no justice where the culprits involved with responsible killing her would never face 
justice. Why do you say that, Kim? Because once you take the hush money. Oh, she, they took the hush money? Well, they, they, well they're now they're going to sue the city for wrongful incarceration. And that is not the issue. The issue is that the persons involved with initiating, first the state trooper that threatened to light her up, pulled her out of her car. Right. That was um, culprit number one. Culprit number uh -huh. two, the former judge said that the cell that Ms. Bland was in was part of the 15 cells that all those jails were in the open. Nothing was going on in those jail cells that couldn't be seen because they were all in the open. Right. So how in the world are you going to have a large garbage can in the middle of a cell lined with a, with a garbage bag, with a garbage bag and, and allow her to, um, to either hang herself or chew a large amount of... They kept confusing how she might have committed suicide. You know, yeah. and um, so you have... Uh, and well, I can't, I can't. I have a theory for that one. Think about this. Ain't nobody thought about this. They said Sandra Bland went and asked for some medicine for a headache. They gave her some medicine. They could have put the drugs that um, gave her a marijuana pill and put it up in there and she took it. And that's how she could have got marijuana in her system. But there's you no can't video. Put nothing past these quotes. Yeah, but see, there's no video. Any cells are supposed to be. They said they, they all have videos. The judge said the moment the judge said they have videos seeing all that's going on in those 15 cells. So there's no video of her being given anything, and there's no video of her drinking anything. So listen, there is the fact that she was not only illegally incarcerated. But she was given a ransom, not bail for five thousand dollars. She was given ransom for a minor traffic violation. She's being held in the system, and unfortunately, whatever the family was doing, they couldn't get up the money to get her out the first day. She's in jail for three days, but in that three days' time, she ends up dead. But the jail cell, by you, the judge said the jail cells are not isolated; they're all. 15 of them are in the open. So nothing's going on that can be seen with the naked eye or the camera. But the lawyer who had filed for papers to prove that his client was killed, they kept stalling, and he never got those papers, I believe. So what he did, his office, also, now his office is, okay, is located in downtown Chicago. He might just be behind in his rent. So he go for the juggler, not for the juggler, the easy way out where the city don't have a case to defend itself. So they'd be glad to cope up a few thousand dollars, enough thousand where uh, she, uh, the family will get money that they've never seen in their lifetime. But um, the city will never bone up to the fact that there was some criminal acts done. So there will be nothing happening to uh, put anyone in jail. No one will go to, go to jail, go to jail. So you have this uh, four young woman, lynched. God knows how she. They wanted to do a third autopsy. Must have declared the family. They didn't hand the body over for a third autopsy. But uh, we're talking about what was going through the family, the lawyer's mind, other than seeing money by going the route of having the family to agree to sue, rather than hold out for justice. The same thing happened to the family of Eric Garner. 
dealing with the doggone Shopton, they went from $75 million to sue the city for $75 million, down $5.9 million, took the money, and then said, well, we still want justice. Now, Shopton knows better. And anybody knows about hush money, it means what it says. You take the money, and you hush up. And um, you don't ever think about uh, getting justice. Took the money, so now go on and get your Mercedes Benz, go get your uh, timeshare property, go on your cruise, and uh, get your diamonds and your big coats, and uh, go ahead and live live like you never could live before. But you would never you would never see justice. That's how we roll. That's how we roll. We are eager to get monies that we would never see in a lifetime. That that's more important than getting justice. So see, we 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 don't have a moral spine to stand up to evil just for the sake of letting the world know that we will not be bowed down to racism and injustice and we take a stand. As, as, uh, but Kansi, that depends upon the um, that depends upon if the prosecutor um, does what he or she is supposed to do. And what do you mean? I think These people have sued uh, uh, in this particular case with Jonathan Farrell. They did sue, but there's still a police officer that's on trial now for uh, manslaughter. Okay, but you have so if the prosecutor prosecutor does does their job. You yeah, can yeah. get justice, it, and it doesn't mean that they don't have, they won't get justice if, in fact, they t- accept money. The money, that's the really, money, is, see, really, is, the money is prematurely mentioned to file suit. What's the rush in getting hush money when all you want, first of all, is putting the horse before the cart? You want justice. Well, if you, you, so don't, don't, I, I think you got to do both because these people. Uh, oh, you're gonna system, you're gonna get you're gonna get so you, you're gonna the get systems the, are so jacked up in terms of corruption. Well, you can so mess around and try to go only after justice, and and not hit them where it hurts at, which is the money. Because when they pay out enough of those multi-million dollar lawsuits, they'll start thinking about how they can do something different. Well, you see, white, so, folks, white folks don't believe in that. They believe in natural law. You kill their loved one without any due process and your loved one was unarmed, they believe in natural law. Not only will they get justice, yeah, they'll make you pay out of your uh, pockets, but you will also get someone in jail. None of these cops who, who, who killed uh, these victims uh, But that's what unarmed. I'm saying. The, the, idea, the idea here then is to get the prosecutors to do their job. They're not going to and do their job not, if they know them. And if they're not going to do their job, no, then you may as well walk away with some money. And that's my what? point, is that the prosecutors are not going to do their job, which they don't. I agree. I agree. Yes. Uh, I agree, Mother Hill. Because, because, you know, there was you talking excessive force. Man, those Minneapolis police, it was a hundred and some rounds of bullets shot at one man, and he had a half of a joint on him, I understand. Mm-hmm. And put the dogs on him. The dogs tore his flesh off of his body. And the, nobody, you talking excessive force. Oh, my God. And then they ran back and said, 
Well, first he didn't have a gun. Then the next day or something, they combed the neighborhood again, and he did have a gun. They found a gun. That's what I said, you know. See, and so went back and planted. It is so sad. It's just sad. So the 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 uh, the prosecutors are not going to do their job. They're not going to go after. Well, walk away. Well, the prosecutors did in North Carolina. They went, they, at least, I say, even if whatever happens in the trial, at least somebody tried to do something somewhere along the way. Well, the thing is about it. For justice. No for justice. No prosecutor nationwide, deliberately or with justice uh, on their mind, will put a cop away. Well, there's one here they, going on right now. Where this, this is in uh, uh, is it North Carolina? North Carolina. Yeah, give us well, an update the, on that uh, that case in North Carolina, and then we're gonna go to what's good. Well, Can of course, the jury selected and trial's been going on for about three weeks now, and uh, the man whose wife uh, did the nine one one call, saying you know someone was trying to break and enter. He was on the stand today, and there's just been a lot of testimony and, um, you know, evidence presented in terms of the clothing and what people were wearing and, um, you know, all kinds of um, medical information, different types of um, expert witnesses around the person reenactment of the accident today they did that and then last week there was um medical and forensic medical uh people on and that sort of thing talking about what you know what was going on with him what you know and what was in the car when they had the accident the deer and whether was he using marijuana and all this that and those kinds of things so it's just a lot of evidence being presented at this point, and the police officers uh, stated that they wouldn't, when they were there, they would not have, the other two officers, they would not have used their gun or weapon in this instance, and I thought that was pretty interesting. So um, they've the defense has presented today some evidence was opened and it shouldn't have been open. There was no tracking on it having been open. So that's probably going to be an issue for the prosecutors. Um, and they initially, I think it must have been last week, they wanted to have, a week before last, they wanted to have a mistrial because um, Jonathan Farrell, they showed the picture there of what happened to him, you know, after he shot him 10 times, he was laying on his face down and he had handcuffed him. The police officer had handcuffed him while he was, you know, after shooting him. And so, you know, man was probably already dead and you're handcuffing a dead person. Yeah, they're good for that. It was weird. It was weird. It was so weird. That was so strange to me. It's like, huh? Well, you know, so, uh, at any rate, that was part of it. Um, 
So just a lot of evidence, and it's been very interesting to see this process take place. There's a lot of sidebars when certain things comes up between the defense attorneys and the prosecuting attorneys and the judge. Um, the judge seems to be as sharp as a tack, of course, on this. The man is crazy, just really a very, um, very bright man. He's <laughs> And he seems to be fair with both teams. So far, I see, you know, when they this one objects and he tells them some of the stuff I can't hear because they talk very low. I don't think they want you to hear <laughs> But um, it's very, it's, 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 it's going smoothly, and it's just going to be interesting to see what the end result is. People have already predicted what the end result will be, but I still say at least there was a process taking place and that the prosecutors did try to do what was right. And that's something you don't see across this nation. I don't know of any other situation. Well, there are a few where the prosecutors did their job. Did you get the feel that the prosecutor from the day one was uh, using the language that he wanted to get a conviction? Because you know, with a trial without a jury, it is clear say, that say that again. Is if, it's, if this if this if this is a trial without a jury? No, this fix. is a jury trial. Jury trial. Okay, but but the jurors can still tell if the DA is going for a conviction based on the first day how he worded his presentation to the jurors. They can tell from day one if the, if the a DA is going for a conviction. So you can go through yeah, all well, this. this is my, I know you've been through many of them probably and sat through many of them. I didn't know that, but uh, there's, yeah, I, I didn't know. This is the first one I've sat through. Uh -huh. Well, the jury already know the fixes in, and they go through the motions, but from day one, they know if the DA was going for a conviction or an acquittal. And they seldom go for convicting a white cop for killing a black unarmed victim. Don't care what the evidence might be. They will have to have an out of court settlement, but that cop will not go to jail. And if they do go to jail, it will be uh, a, a long, prolonged period of time. But chances are that the, 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 uh, the jury already know the DA wasn't going for uh, conviction. Okay. Well, I've sat on a jury before, but I, I don't necessarily believe that's the case, but I could be wrong. I don't think the jury would know whether he's going for that or not. I did. The jury well, I, wasn't I, in this, it wasn't in this state. I sat on a jury, but in it, it wasn't for anything at all like this. It was some case where there was a lawyer suing a woman who had done some work for him, and, and we not, none of us knew or thought of anything about you know, the plaintiff or the, and it was more of a civil case too, but we, we didn't know. But you know, what's kind of interesting. Um, why aren't there more people on these juries, you know, African-American people? Because, um, I mean, to me, that's a pretty critical piece there as well. You don't, you're not calling African-American people to Thank you, thank you. You read my mind. It's, it's designed it's, to keep them off, Miss Patty. It's designed to keep them off. I mean, like, you don't have a jury. Uh, you, you, you don't have a You don't have a jury of jurors of your peers. But I know that much. You don't have a jury of your peers 
to um, make sure that justice is done. And they have prosecutors deliberately discriminating against blacks on the jury because he wants to have an acquittal for the defendant. And knowing that if he had blacks on the jury, he would have a runaway jury that they'll be compelled to now go through the process because the jury will find that cop guilty as charged. And they don't want, no DA wants to put a cop away. They talk the talk, oh. but they don't want to walk to walk. Well, you know, I, I still have to say at least, I get at least there is a uh, a step to say, I mean, this is a horrendous thing for uh, an officer to go through, even the process they have, they have, they have, they, they have no conscience. These cops have no conscience about Shame. Okay, Miss Hattie. Miss Hattie. And I'm not. Shame. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that the man's life is is worthless because his life is very valuable. They care. The man's life about, was very valuable. They care. They care. Figure about the victim losing his life. Chief Justice Taney said it then, and this the mentality still today. A black man, or woman for that matter, has no rights. That a white man deep respect. This is handed down in the judge, the Dress Scott decision, and black people don't know their history. So trusting of the white racist system that in the courtrooms, when they see your face or see knowing that the victim is black, they know you carry a badge of slavery. And it yeah. is not. Hey, let's take a quick break, Tanya. Let's take a quick break, and then we're gonna come right back and we'll read the women statement. Um, that has been formulated in response to these attacks on black women. We'll be right back. Okay. Brother Elliot, host of Time for an Awakening, and you're listening to Black Talk Radio Network, new media for the new millennium. working on. Thanks for sending it. We're sending it um, uh, icy hot. Yeah. So let me you want see me to, Yeah. You want to read you it? You want me to read it or you want to read it? Yes. Oh, I can read it, please. Great. problem. Let me get it back up here. I didn't realize I was going to read it, but it won't take but a second. Okay. This is a statement that um, we've been working on and putting together in reference to all of the African-American women here in this country. And it says, this is a working statement from Women United regarding the attacks on black women, such as Rakia Boyd, Ayanna Stanley Jones, Sandra Bland, and many others. Women United 
denounce and detest the vicious attacks on black women we have been historically plagued with and seem to have escalated in more recent times. We are 100% human beings and deserve to be protected with equal justice under the law and other entities. The recent vicious, cowardly behavior and disrespect of the lives of black women must stop. These are unconscionable acts, unconscionable cowardice and actions occurring in a country that considers itself to be civil and democratic. A plan of action must be adopted and implemented immediately to stop the terror on black women. Women United is placing a call to action for all women groups, organizations, and men to rectify these crimes against the humanity of black women, to make your statement and act to protect the humanity of our sisters, contact Women United at women.united7777 at gmail.com. Yes. Thank you, Mother Hattie. So that's our Women United working statement that we uh, continue to read daily. Um, in particular here on our Women Women Wednesday show. So um, we just announced these attacks on women, and, and this recent one with this uh, young lady uh, being strip-searched uh, against her will, oh, this, this is all horrible. So um, I'm not hearing any women's groups speaking you know, out on even this. If it was, um, even if mm -hmm. it was within her, even if she agreed to do that, what person in their right mind would do something so deplorable to another human being in public? If you want, because, to, listen, if listen, you you want to arrest this person and take them and do a body cavity search, that's one thing if you have a right and a reason to do that. That's, My dear, you, you fail to remember that the Irish white races in uniform or out of uniform see black people as sub- human. We are still the only ethnic group in this country that is defamed in the Constitution. It still says we are, are three-fifths. White people don't, the vast majority of white people do not see us as human beings and has not... Well, hell, maybe if you if that's the case, then maybe we need to be working on something to put in in, in, in a big gun book with no three-fifths. Well, well you, that's why you have a... That's why you have a... That's why you have a Congressional Black Caucus all this time hasn't made a move on it. The National Black Bar Association hasn't made a move on it. You know, what are they doing other than just uh, pontificating in, in this uh, very fancy country club? But they did not rock the boat. You got a uh, constitution that still says that we are three-fifths after 400 years in this country. They still do not deem it necessary to abolish such language. Then you've got... But we are not. Well, why do... You know what? Listen... Look here. Let me let me say this. I am so I am so serious about this. You know, all due respect. It's just be the problem. The Congressional Black Caucus, nor the Black Lawyers Association, nor anybody else need to do it. We can do it. The citizens can do it. We need to exactly. do it. People work for us, and yes. I think we got. I think we must stop. 
casting the song if somebody else could do something. Right, else. because they're not going to do anything. If they well, you have to. Well, you, 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 you have to. They're going to do it. We've well, got to do it. Some other part of the citizenry yeah. have to do it. We can't. You're going to have to embarrass them. You have to embarrass them because, you see, they swore to uphold the law to protect the interests of their constituency, but they have done opposite. And I look at this uh, senior congressman from Harlem. I won't mention his name. You got to know who I'm talking about by now. The man who took Adam Clayton Powell's uh, seat in Congress. This man, for all these years, was nothing but a political plantation overseer. He was never a, a, a leader to upset the apricot. Yes. yes. So you have you have so many black political leaders that all they're doing is gaining seniority, taking up, uh, uh, getting a, a nice check but, in there. But you know, yeah, you know what? I, I I just think it's kind of fruitless. I'm just serious. I think it's kind of fruitless to worry about or put too much energy around individuals that you feel that way about. It's more like we need to be using our time wiser to plan some action to do a constitutional amendment or change on that, period. And the way you do that is not with Charlie Rangel, not with one person, two people, or the Congressional Black Caucus, is that you figure, we figure a way to start at the local level and push it up through that way across the nation. That's how that's done. Well, we need to have a, a people's convention a black political convention, which was the last time we convinced we had, I don't know when we had the last black political convention, but as long as we're not gathering on the one roof for a common goal, to come out of, out of that convention, something in black and white, as to how we're going to strategize to ensure the unborn generation security with this uh, interloping in the black community of this thing called gentrification, where they're forcing black people out. You got a board president right here in Brooklyn, who has already made it known he wants to turn the areas surrounding Prospect Park and the Botanical Garden into a, a tourist attraction at the expense of black people and working people that uh, he could care less about the suffering he would create. But it's all the fact that they, we're dealing with the misrepresentation of these people that supposedly represent their, uh, their, their, their constituency and we don't hold them. See, we don't hold them accountable. So by us not holding them accountable, they are so bold and brazen that they have such utter disdain and contempt for their constituents that this way they can do anything they damn well see fit to get more money. Because there, there are no more Adam Clayton Powell juniors. Adam Clayton Powell could pass for a white man, but he's chose to stand with his people and uh, got results done. He not only uh, supported bills. He even authored bills. Most of these black. Let me authors... ask you this. Let me ask you this. Let yeah. me ask you this. Um, what do you think about uh, someone who's maybe not a black person to carry the ball? Let's say to get that constitutional amendment around three fifths of a of a of a human being removed and. Uh, placed in there properly on what it should say. Well, yeah, it's election yeah. time. We can push one of the people that's running for election. Maybe we can start with well, yeah, well, the we, folks that's running for election. Yeah, yeah you know, exactly. But you see, you have to have, I call it, uh, demands 
that are non-negotiable demands and to uh, make our demands. See, if we're the swing vote and there's two states, Ohio, Florida, swing votes, blacks got to be, after all this time, still don't know if we're if we are the swing vote when they need us to get the victory to win the primaries, then why or oh why are we not making concession demands? Black people still don't know what it means to make concession demands. The past okay, now these- now you in my ballpark. It's an education piece because you're right. It's that primary that's important, but the most yes. average person don't even understand that. The and, 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 the, and the one that could educate, the, yeah, the one, the one that educate our people as to how the system works, are you mostly are black pastors who don't want to deal with that because it means getting involved in controversy, and they have opted to be more cautious rather than courageous. As Dr. King denounced them when he was around, but it's not their pastors. job. It's not necessarily their job. Why not? It's- Why not? I, I don't they, think it's their job. They claim to be, they, if, they, uh, they are, if, if they are shepherds of the flock, if they call themselves the pastor, pastor is another word for the word shepherd. What do a shepherd do? Protect their flock from what? Danger. You are the overseer of a church that has, um, you are, the, especially these megachurch pastors. These megachurch pastors, isn't it strange? Not one megachurch pastor is a pan-African nationalist. Not one megachurch pastor is an activist for social justice. What is going on with our cranium that we can't connect the dots and understand that the government has hijacked the black church, got these agents in the pulpit to keep our people deaf to some dumber and blind, and they will never, ever want black people to connect the dots. I was so close to a pastor that I just knew he was mushrooming into be he kept evolving where he would talk and I would talk to him. I just knew he was walking through the valley of the shadow of death that something strange might happen to him. And I'm not so sure that his wife, even being that she is a lawyer, she didn't want to deal with the possibility maybe the government knew something that they knew that he had the potential to become a reckoning factor. There are no pastors right now in the Tricer area where I live that could be considered a reckoning factor. There are no pastors right now that want to deal with the fact that black people are in grave danger of being placed in the situation where the Jews were in 1939. We do not believe that this government will turn on us when it already has a record where it did turn on us. The the, uh, reconstruction period was a federal guaranteed law that black people would have some kind of compensation for free labor and that the uh, the jobs that we own our own jobs we're living high on the hog living good but yet when you deal with the fact that no one wants to recall the days when you had activist pastors and in brooklyn we had activist pastors one pastor even went to jail for contempt of court for holding a second school boycott and it was, and he didn't care about going to jail, but he did it in the sense of knowing that it was to be redemptive in the end for the sake of the children. His name was Reverend Dr. Milton Hickelamerson. This man's been forgotten. Dr. Sandy Referee, he was a, a, a progressive Republican. He had 18 bodies to be funeralized at one time in his church. These were victims of the massacre at Attica State Prison. Had 18 bodies at one time in his church. 
We had um, Bill Jones, who had Tawana Brawley family in his church uh, as a refuge because they were under siege, under they were under under uh, the gun from the state uh, governor on down to have his family victimized when the daughter was a victim of a capital crime, rape. And because the white media, remember white men said it, it didn't happen, and black women believe in the white media, Tawana has been forced to now live like she's underground, and uh, she has got no support from influential black women like Oprah, like Wendy, even uh, the uh, would-be no, comedian. They're not gonna, they're, they're not going to say anything. They're not going to say anything. But I I'm, I'm really kind of of the opinion that we we really gonna just have to step it up ourselves. We we can't keep waiting on the uh, congressional black caucus and Obama and uh, Oprah and none of these people to do anything. Look, yeah. Asha wants to share some good news because we do have our new segment, What's Good. So Asha's gonna share some good news, and if anybody else has some good news that they want to share. Now is the time, and we're going to start talking about women, women um, more precious than rubies. You Bible thumpers out there, uh, Delta and uh, Icy Hot and King D, I know y'all go to church every Sunday, so I know um, all of you can speak on a woman being more precious than rubies. I think that's what the scripture says, but um, Aja, come yeah. on with the good news. What's good? What's good? Okay, okay, since this is women's. Um, day, Women's uh, Wednesday, I would like to talk about, I'm sure uh, 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 Delta has heard about this young girl. She's seven years old. Her name is Natalie McGriff, and she has won over $16,000 for writing, submitting her animated comic book about a young black girl who uses her Afro puffs and they get magic. They have magical powers, and she saves her local libraries in Jacksonville, Florida. She went to a crowdfunding festival. It's called One Spark. They have this um, annual festival. It's one of the world's largest crowdfunding festivals in the world. It's designed to connect creators with the resources they need to bring their ideas to life. So this young girl, she wrote this book because she herself was having low self-esteem problems, issues about her natural hair. And she Aww. also wanted to help other young girls feel better about themselves, about their hair. She wrote uh, this book with the help of her mother, her mother found out, realized that her daughter had low self-esteem and that she also hated reading. She struggled with reading. So she helped her daughter to appreciate her natural beauty and help others like herself and at the same time learn to love reading by encouraging her to write about it and see she wrote this book and they went and submitted this book and she was went up against 530 other entries in the education category they have different categories 
and she went up against 530 other interests and won this award for $16,423.69. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that fantastic? That's marvelous. And her mother, her mother encouraged her. Her mother helped her. And see, we are seeing a lot of young girls, like seven and eight, Black Rose and I see them all the time in the neighborhood. They have this weed down, coming down their back. And this is sending a message to the young girls that your hair isn't pretty the way it is. So mommy's going to tax this onto you, and then you'll be pretty. And What's so they're name? growing up feeling like that. They're What's growing the up feeling name? like that. Her name is Natalie McGriff, M-C-G-R-I-F-F. And I looked up the book. The book is called The Adventures of Maxie Girl. I love that. So Mm. what happens is that the little girl in the book, she's not happy with her coarse hair, and then she uses this magic shampoo. And then the shampoo on her afropus, she gains powers, and then she's able to, to save all of her local libraries from these strange monsters that are are attacking the library. So it, it sounds like an interesting, fun read. And then yeah. this book, it helps, it will help other young girls because one of the major problems that we are facing as Africans born here in America is the rampant self-hate of, that's been subconsciously bred through the media, through our educational system, and I hate to say it, but it's also generational. As I just said, some of the parents feed this into their children that they're not pretty. And so she actually, this little girl, Natalie, she actually suffered with this problem. But with the help of her mom pushing her, she decided to what? Do something about it. And help others. So I know that there's so much um, wrong. It's so much evil, so much negative energy that's out there that's trying to bring our people down, to make our people feel like we're we're three-fifths. But we know we're not. We know that we are full, gifted, beautiful human beings and we're descendants of kings and queens and that's what we need to keep in our heads that's the message that we need to keep sending out there not that we're three things because we know we're not we know that we're conscious people we have got to realize that there is an evil energy out there that's trying to convince us otherwise you see, we are a people that we are the only people where they took an adjective and made it a noun to describe us. They called us Negroes. The word was made a noun when it was originally supposed to be, uh, it was an adjective. We are a people that had, had different descriptions describing our ethnic background. Even though the AME Amy Zion, A stood for African, 
But when you go inside these churches, there's no sign that they have any African pride. Uh, even the drums, there's not one AME church or AME Zion church that has the talking drum, the bungos, drums that they use in the motherland. We're talking about, I saw a young black girl today, I couldn't believe my eyes. She had her hair and these long braided hair. But guess what color was, guess what color her hair was? I call it a loud blue. I mean, it was so blue until you, I want to ask her, does batteries come included? I mean, you can see this high. It looked like it would light up at nighttime. A loud let's, let's, blue. Let's stick with the let's stick with the positive. Yes, yes. Come on back yes. this way, Kathy. Let's positive. talk come about this, this young girl. Kathy, I know you. I know you saw something good today. Come on, I'm gonna tell you. Oh, come yes. <laughs> Look, hey, be creative. Listen. listen to me. Be creative. An entrepreneurial spirit uh-huh. is bright in our children. I gotta but find they, that girl they, so I can But help they her. need examples. Yes. They're all around. Yes. They're all around us. We've got to pick them out. But they need examples to follow and people to tell them that they can do well. So I want to I want to propose this story builds confidence in little black girls. Okay? And when this book is out, I intend to purchase a couple of copies and give them out. Okay, um, this this encourages them not only to to read and 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 feel good about how they look, but but to to enjoy reading. But a let lot me, of children uh, uh, don't uh, even like to read anymore. Yeah. Right, yeah, and let me say this: one of the things about what what is so beautiful. See, my head is already gone because what we got on TV now is like this could mock the girl could come into the whole scheme around just like you have Dora on there. Mm-hmm. You have all of this uh yes. science kids. My yes. girl could become something like that from that exactly Jane D and Susie C Rockefeller Foundation on exactly. Nick, Nick Nick Junior. And that she could be on a, she could be she could be on T V as one of these um cartoon shows. You know exactly. Flying and, through the uh, air and, with her Afro puffs. You got word girl. Mm-hmm. What about Moxie girl? Exactly. You know, Moxie girl. Exactly. So, I mean, I see that happen, and then what should happen is we get together, a pitch in however much a month, and make it happen and help it happen. Somebody needs to be contacting that little girl and her mother and see how we can help this to happen. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's she a has point. a she has a Facebook page, uh, The Adventures of Moxie Girl. You don't need a big fuse to light a firecracker. If you have a suggestion, an idea that could put some kind of a gleam of hope in our young people's mind where they can get off the negative thinking about themselves. This uh, young lady, this young girl, I don't know if she realized what she had caused, but it could spread like grass fire. Exactly. Exactly. There's no, there's no reason and why, even though the media has been, been controlled by Zionists, we still have to still make it clear that the airwaves are supposed to belong to the people. And it should not be in, in the hands of a few individuals that have an agenda that runs counter to our people's agenda. We want to give our young people hope. Hope. That there is hope for 
for them to uh, be able to feel good about themselves and to, to know that they are somebody. Exactly. And that's why that's why I don't trust these charter schools because they're not sponsoring trips to Africa. They're not showing uh, any kind of books in the library that would give these children an incentive to know that black is beautiful. Oh, by the way, when you guys uh, get off the air, go into your Old Testament. It's Queen of Sheba talking to King Solomon, the first chapter in the Song of Solomon. She's telling King Solomon how beautiful she is. And no pastor that I know of, in all the years that I've been going to run the, even my own father, who was a pastor of the church, and leading pastors, no one tells black women how beautiful they are based on what Queen of Sheba told King Solomon, right in the Bible. She tells them how beautiful she is. And I know that true. This, this young lady, this young girl, she's only, how old is she? Seven, seven. Seven, my seven. God. She's a, she already so what is a giant. So C- what does CNN say about that, Mother Dunny? Delta, Cougar? They no. were saying, they were saying that, um, that it was, um, she had someone there. Y'all can go back and research it. It was on CNN. And they were saying the same thing or she and mother was saying. And uh, they was hoping to get the book published. And they was reaching out. That's why they came. That's why they, it, um, it came to CNN because it was such a big recognition. And um, they were saying that they was looking for a publisher. But, but most of all, they were so amazed that a seven-year-old, really a black girl, did this. But and uh, they gave up. I know they interviewed her. Well, for about let, five let or me let years. me say this: if it was on if it was on CNN, and if they are looking for a publisher and they don't have one right now, they're not genuine in what they're doing. Thank you, sister. Thank you. Okay. 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 So to Thank me, it's simple. Yeah, because that because that there was there was on there a while ago. What do you mean? She's going to get a publisher. I already know this. I'm, I'm I already know this. She's going to get a publisher. The theme of the story is perfect. Um, I know that there's some publishers out there who want to pick this up. And, and she's got the $16,000. That's, a, that's a, a, a start, you know, and then she's on CNN. And then she's seven years old. It's, it's some people out there. Everybody out there is not negative. It's some people out there who want to grab onto this. Whether yep. they're black or white, there's somebody out there who sees this as a win-win. Because all people of color are not lost. Like everybody on this phone, we're not lost. And there's some more groups like us. There's some more groups like us. We're not all lost. Right. And that she also has a T-shirt for sale. <clears throat> it's a back-to-school special, Moxie Girl Tee, for only ten dollars. And you can all inbox. Right. And we all need to get one. We need yeah, to we support this. We, 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 all, we, all, we all need to get 10. Well, we all need yeah. to get one we can afford. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, uh, what's that issue? At gmail. Jacksonville, Florida, huh? Well, you have black representatives in Congress local representation in, in the state of Florida, if you can't get the elected officials and the spiritual leaders to back the same child up, then, you know, good night. We might as well close them shop. Because this young well, girl... Well, you know what? You know what? We are going to get somebody. Gonna get on, we just we're not going to put that negative energy out there. To do anything. No, let's take a break. Let's take a break. 
We'll be right back. so insistent upon giving out to them that blackness, that black power, that black pushing them to identify with uh, 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 black culture. I think that's what you're asking. I have no choice over it. In the first place, to me, we are the most beautiful creatures in the whole world, black people. I mean, and I mean that in every, every sense. Uh, outside and inside, and to me, we have a culture that uh, is surpassed by, by 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 no other civilization. But we don't know anything about it. So again, I think I've said this before in the same interview. I think uh, at some time before, my my job is to somehow make them curious enough or persuade them by hook or crook to get more aware of themselves and where they came from and what they are into and what is already there and just to bring it out. This is what compels me to compel them. And I will do it by whatever means necessary. You are tuned in to the Black Talk Radio Network. Yes, yes, and that was the late, great Nina Simone making that statement. Thank you for playing that. Oh, my God, I love Nina Simone. If you have not... Um, check out that documentary of Nina Simone on Netflix. Do so. It is a very, very, very good documentary. On, um, it certainly Simone. is. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. Oh, and I thank you so much for, again. thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for telling me about Moxie Girl. I'm going to be on that. Yes. Yeah. I appreciate yes, that. Yes. I love that. Thank you. I know. Yes, and, and Aja, is, thank uh, you. We are doing some wonderful giving things out, 40, out there. We really are. To low-income students. She's giving out 40,000 books to low-income students in conjunction with the National Council of Negro Women. And she's asking that uh, 2,000 educators of low-income students sign up with first books. And I just actually found out about first books uh, last week. Um Sign up with first book. That's whereas uh, you can purchase these books, um, their new books, for 60 to 90 percent off to uh, build your library at home, or if you're an educator in a school, or maybe you have a daycare center. So, uh, uh-huh. 2,000 educators of low-income students to sign up with first book, and signing up with first book is free. Doesn't cost anything. No obligation to purchase. Um, so. That's great. 
Black girls rock. kind of explain that scripture a little bit. Uh, that scripture that scripture is really is mostly kind of uh if you look at Ruth in the Bible mm-hmm. and the Bible said Ruth was that quality of woman. Ruth was like by Ruth was um married uh, a, a gentleman in the Bible named Boaz. And Ruth was a woman that loved the Lord, and Ruth was a woman that took care of her home. But most of that scripture is saying is a woman that really goes and looks out for her husband. That means she looks out for her husband. She looks out for her family. She goes down, and she's a wise woman, and she's a a woman that don't, uh, how like some women go and spin and just those us away, don't even think about the home, just spin, spin, spin. But uh, the Bible, that scripture is saying a woman is a wise woman. She buys the finest things, but she buys them at a reasonable price. I'm using our term to this day. She buys them at a wise price. She didn't go and just throw money away. She was a lady that took care of her family, looked out for her family, looked out for her husband. She was a lady that took care of her home. She was a lady that carried herself in the right way. And then also the Bible said her husband was known by his wife. And what it meant by that, when he said it, when he was known by his wife, that means that wife had her husband looking so nice and presentable to the public. The Bible said he was known in the gates. And he was known in the gates by how he was dressed, how he carried himself. And it all was cause of his wife. And see, people got to realize, you can go out there and get you a hoe in a hand basket. And what I mean about that, let me break it down. That hoe, all she want to do is have a good time. Well, I got to break it down because the Bible said if they're a whore, call them a whore. He said if they're a lie, call them a lie. He said if they're a whoremonger, call them a whoremonger. So you have to break it down where people can understand it. And you go out and you get them horse. Them horses by one thing. They're by spending your money and whining and dining and having a nice time. You can't make a whore out of a housewife. Only way she can be made out of a housewife, she got to turn her life around. You can go get that whore off the street, and then you gonna try to bring that whore home and put her in this kitchen and try to get her to run the house. You got trouble on your hands. You better yeah, get you right somebody there. who. You better get you somebody who got common sense, somebody who uh, carried herself in a decent way, somebody who who feared the Lord. But you got a lot of the young ladies, they don't care. They don't fear no man, no nothing. It's not that you fear the man. It's how you carry yourself before the men. 
and young ladies than now, they carry themselves any kind of way. Any decent man don't want no woman carrying herself any kind of way. You can hear her before you get in the house. She's so loud, you can hear her before you get in the house. No man sure. in their uh, right mind won't know woman. You can hear her before she get in the house. And see, I don't care. You want a woman that's sitting over in the corner. And what I mean about that, not a woman that you beat down in the corner, that a woman is very soft-spoken. She don't just run off at the mouth. She's very quiet. She's very listen. See, you got to know, and seeing a lot of women get offended when you say that. But you take me, I'm trained to the T. And when mm-hmm. I say I'm trained to the T, I mean I know when to speak I when I, and I know when not to speak. I know when my husband was somewhere and he was speaking or just anywhere, I know when to keep silent. I know when to move. It ain't that nobody being submissive over you. A foolish woman would tear up her house. But a wise woman would build it, would build her house up. So you can't go get no whore and expecting her to come in and build you up. You got to tell a man when he's down and out, you can do it. I believe in you. Uh-uh, I, I believe in you. Uh-uh, I'm not going to settle for this. You better than that. I believe in you. You can do it. Uh-uh, you can get a better job than that. You can do this. You know, you just have to constantly encourage. And the more that you encourage that man, the more that he'll do. But you got some women, um, they'll take a man and they'll beat him down, beat him down. Then you got some women, and you get a good education. Now, don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with having a doggone good education. There's nothing wrong with it. It's, it. We need it this day and time. But don't get so educated that when you see a good man, he may be a man that have a regular job, but that man may be a man to uh to, just for you but if you come and if you see that you can work with him and turn him around then you can make something out of him but now you don't want to get with one on a regular job and he a fool and ain't trying to do nothing because everybody in their right mind after a while gonna want to build himself up but if he don't want to build himself up you move on because you can't you can't make nothing out of nothing foolish and you got well, you want to make something out Dr. Coop, go ahead. What what if there's a woman who's been on the street and she wants to turn her life around? Like some men, they they've been some little little homongers themselves. And what if they want to turn themselves around and need a good woman to help build them up? What if a woman wants the same thing? She's been on the street. Maybe her maybe her mom is on the street or or any kind of thing that calls her to be on the street, but she wants to turn her right life around, like like Mary Magdalene in the in the Bible. What if they want to? Well, what I if they want to just straighten okay, up? In the, well, in the Bible days, the, uh, if you go and research the Bible, they told they tell you about that a lot of Jesus, a lot of the Jews were saved in the Bible, and a lot of people were saved, Christians were saved because this whore, I can't remember the, her name right now. But the whore, Rahab. she was a holler. Rahab, Rahab. thank you, Miss Hattie. Rahab saved all God's people. And Rahab was a whore. And so God will take whoever he can and use. You can't be turned. Just because 
you a whore. You don't have to stay a whore. The Bible take you God God will take you from the whorehouse to the White House. But you got to want it. I can't take you I can't take you to the White House if you don't want it. I can't take you out the streets if you don't want it. It's just like the one what I'm saying, just because you out in the street, you don't have to stay out in the street. But what right, I'm saying, the right. Bible also, yeah. the Bible also so what, what, even told, uh, wait a minute, let me give you this one now. You talking on my level now? He gave the, he when 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 he told Samson, go read your Bible and do your history. He told Samson, don't you go over there with them Philistines. He warned Samson, God, there are certain things in the Bible you just cannot do. There are certain people. Now, okay, I'll put it like this. Miss Hattie, Canton, even including myself, my mama would say, when we was kids coming up, all of us on the line, my mama would say, don't you go down there with them cheering there at. Say, them cheering there, it's not like y'all. And I better not catch you down there playing with them. It's not that your mama thought you was better than them, but if you live any kind of way, you don't want your children down there with the outlaws. You want your children down there with somebody that's trying to do right. And so that's all God was saying is you can't run with you can't run with that set of people and do my will. And so that's what Samson did. Samson went over there with the whore. Delilah was a whore because Delilah was stroking his head and stroking everybody else's head. And Delilah, (laughs) she put Samson in a trick bag. Samson took his hand and laid it in Delilah's lap. And when she laid it in his lap, the, see, let me tell you, a woman is a powerful thing and she's a dangerous thing. Because, honey, you take that man, he may have something, and he'll say, I'm not going to do this, I'm not going to do that. But, baby, if you're a wise woman, you would let him come and lay in his lay, let him lay in your lap. You and, let, and you don't even have to lay in his lap. You can let him, you can run that bath water, you can do everything so nice and sweet. And after a while, you'll begin to stroke him, you'll be in, begin to stroke him, and after a while, he'll tell you everything you want. But it's you got to know how to get it. You can't come right in and jumping on him and telling him to do this and do that. Baby, the way to a man to get what he wants, you got to be so so nice and kind. And after a while, he'll give you anything you want. But you got but you to have, know how to get it. But you have women who are graduating They don't know how to college. get it. And you talking to one right yeah. here know how to get it. And you know, a lot of them have been led to believe that they were educated. But in actuality, they've been indoctrinated. And they've been uh, brainwashed to hate their men. And they have great disdain and contempt for black men who are not on their level, but might be a decent man. But she wants someone that is prestigious. So she was associated with someone who was prestigious. But when that man breaks her heart, now she's embedded, but she still keeps choosing to find a man that is prestigious. And and, and um, the tragedy with our people today, our young people today, they need to be encouraged to know that they are somebody. And uh, this book by this young girl could give a young girl who never thought she could be anybody to know that she is somebody. We are a mighty people. We are, uh, based on our ancient Egyptian history, our ancient African history, we gave the world science and math. We are right. a mighty people. A mighty yes, people. Yes, we are. 
And yes. we need to always never lose the focus that the enemy always always want us to feel down and out. That's exactly. why if you're down and out, here come the drugs, here come the alcohol, yep. all of the uh, vice to destroy our good health because uh, the, the, the jail system is filled with people that, got, uh, that, that was on drugs and alcohol, and many of them would never have done what they did, but they were so intoxicated. Many of them, it's a miracle that they still are alive and ended up in jail, but the main goal of the enemy is to put away as many people as they can because we never saw ourselves, many of us didn't see ourselves as being winners. We saw ourselves as being losers. So we need to have... Okay, wait a minute. Hold on, Kansas. Hold on, because we, we, we're veering off the topic, which is women. Yeah. Women, 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 and being a beautiful woman. So give yes. us an example yes. of what you think is a beautiful woman. Uh, I saw a documentary of a beautiful woman that was dedicated to Nina Simone. That was a sister yeah. that was truly dedicated. If you guys can have, have Netflix, it's called... Where's Miss Simone? She was a beautiful sister with her music. May have had that much beauty oh, okay. some people, but I thought she was a strong African featured sister with the afro. She could play somebody's piano. She could sing you happy. Yes. And she knew the soul of black folks in music. She was a beautiful sister. Uh, we have to appreciate women that can sing music that cause us to cry to want to shout, but it's relating to our culture, our beauty, um, to our ability to know that we can fight the system with our might. We have beautiful women out here that don't, that don't know that they're beautiful and believe they got to look like a whore to be accepted. And you don't have to look like, I always say, don't show your cleavage, show your cleverness. And there are a lot of women out here who are going about it in a way that only ingratiate themselves. And the society promotes this thing about, about me, myself, and I. And uh, our people, when I was growing up in the hood, people thought about a community in spirit, not just in words. So there are women out here that are willing to listen, but they have to learn how to listen because there are so much deception out here. So much deception out here. So there are sisters out here that are very wise, but they're not using, they're not channeling it in a way that would benefit the race. They just want to channel, benefit their pockets. Well, uh, I know, Delta, you mentioned something about, uh, I think it was something in reference to how a woman is tearing herself her dress. So could you um just kind of like elaborate a little bit more like you know I you know you know one of my pet yes. peeves is seeing these women walking around with these sleep bonnets on their heads those little black ones that you wear when you go in the bed but they yes they're out. not on they wear them out they wear their pajamas out to the restaurant they wear their pajamas oh, yes. out oh, yes. to the Walmart yes. and my yes. friend my, I have a friend girl who's a principal. And she said they had got to the place. They was coming in the school so bad with the pajamas on. She had to go out there and post a sign 
And when they come up with the pajamas on and the head tied up with a rag, she said she'd turn them around and make them take the kids back home. They couldn't come in because you have to walk your kids in, and they turn wow. you around. And, uh, so, so you mean the children, the children will come no. in with their pajamas? Oh, no, the, mo- the mothers, the parents, oh, but what she oh. did is she turned them around with the children and sent them back yeah. home. Yeah. Good. And uh, Good because her. she said they had got to the place, they was just like they was, like they didn't care. They didn't have no get up about themselves. But oh, a decent woman is, you don't go, you need to leave something to the imagination. You know, you now you ain't right even there. got a mag you, you ain't you ain't got a you ain't got a mag you ain't got a mag nothing now. They show it to you. They'll show it all out to you. Hey. You go out to the yeah. restaurant. Oh, they man. they titties is hanging out. I mean just oh I mean just just I mean how, how, cool, how cool can you be with all your genitals just about showing? Uh wearing those suggestive sandals. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> how, and how Candy, cool can Candy, you find? before you go uh, too far now, I want you to talk about your su- suggested scandal so we can bring up the campaign. Let him talk about that. Let him talk about that. Oh. And, yeah, and then we want to read out a statement, then we'll close out. So, Candy, okay, well, what are these suggested sandals? Uh, these suggested sandals are these sandals with all this rhinestone, <laughs> diamonds, and look like uh, batteries comes included. And you know, uh, it's like uh, becoming from the sublime to the ridiculous. But then they got these uh, toes painted loud pink, loud blue, uh, loud green, and loud, I supposed to wear loud orange. And to it was their like hair. Uh, uh, and, and the sandals matters, girls. Yeah, and the sandals were silver with diamonds in it. And like uh, very, very, shall we say, look ahead, look ahead. See me coming down the street. And um, but it's just um, I don't know what to say about. Sometimes I wish summer would just leave immediately. But um, oh. I, I'll try to uh, keep myself in uh, in control when I see the woman passing by. But uh, these sandals are something else this summer. <laughs> something else this summer. You try to get this under control. I try, I try, Lord, I try. Well, Kathy, I have had some green uh, toenail polish on my toes before because I like color. Yeah. No. Is it it, uh, green, 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 ultra green? A dark green. A dark green. Yeah. A dark green. Yeah. A dark green. (laughs) I thought it was pretty. Yeah. (laughs) And so I chose it. I second emotion, nothing wrong with that. I, oh, I just know it's just, uh, see, 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 with, with that flesh tone. See, we got that beautiful flesh. And yes, the I, have the, sandals. I have that chocolate colored skin. Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, yes, yes. I, I, see, we, we come from charcoal to vanilla. So, you know, if she got oh, that beautiful oh, skin, oh, oh. but I have a preference. The darker the better. Because, um. The darker the better, the sweeter the juice. Hey, I mean, like, uh, this is why I, uh, told sisters the first chapter, the Song of Solomon. Queen of Sheba is telling King Solomon how beautiful she is. 
That's all I, mm-hmm. that's, that's all mm-hmm. I can say. All I can say. But yes. uh, for Jessica Sandals, yes. uh, oh man, it, 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 this summer is take the cake. This summer <laughs> takes the cake. Academy <laughs> Awards. I mean, serious. Mm-hmm. Very seriously. Well, Kathy, you, triple, you're gonna have to start judging uh, some of these samples that these women have been submitting. I'm gonna have to get you on Facebook so that you can go. It's gonna be very difficult. It, it's gonna be very difficult because there are so many sisters that are wearing these just a standard that I don't want to be impartial. You know, there's so many to choose from, man. And, and you know, yeah. like, um, uh, mother, I have mother some Johnny. that have some little puffs on them. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, they are puffs and then they are yes. puffs. <laughs> These are. They are puffs and then they are puffs. <laughs> these are these right. are <laughs> well so Kansas they can donate a dollar right or more to Women United King B will have a look he'll peruse through the Facebook page and he will select and the Facebook page is entitled Suggested Sandals so it's easy to find and King B look at those suggested sandals on your feet. Now you have to take a picture with your feet in the sandals. Don't just yes. take a picture don't of cheat. the sandals. Yeah, don't cheat. Yes. Right. <laughs> don't, that's right. That's right. Don't cheat. You have to have your foot, your feet in the sandals. Well, you know, we want to see two feet. But if you just take one, I guess that's fine. But so one dollar or more to Women United. And the Women United webpage is womenunited7777.org. And um, all of these uh, proceeds will go to um, supporting women's issues, Women United uh, campaigns that we have, our convention that we have, our, our annual convention. And um, so we need you to go ahead on and submit some pictures. We need some more pictures on these to put the sample Facebook page. And Delta, you said you were going to uh, update your picture because you took a before picture with your yes. uh, jacket. Yeah, and I just polished mine today. Uh, excuse me, excuse me. Oh, I got to I go got with Barry Dyer. I'm going to call you later. I got to go with okay. Barry Dyer. Okay, all right, Kim Bye-bye. Okay, okay. So, Delta, yes, yeah, so you, you'll update your picture. We'll see an okay, after I'll picture. Read. Oh, wonderful. Yep. Okay. I got, okay. Blood, I got them painted today. I got them blood red today. <laughs> oh, me too. Mine are red too. I think I'll have to take a picture. I, I need to find some more suggested sandals and take a picture. But before we close out, did anyone else have any final comments? And then I will read our uh, Women United statement against the attacks. And we'll close on out for tonight. Hello? Mm-hmm. So we're going to okay. support the Moxie girls. You have some comments, Delta? Yeah, I thought about one more topic I forgot to tell y'all about. Okay. You remember the the young lady who won the lottery down at, uh, I think she was in Georgia, some part of Georgia, and she had a child that was a Down syndrome. She's a single mother with four children. Mm-hmm. And the young lady won like Six million dollars from the lottery. She won a lot of money. But anyway, they caught her the other week with her boyfriend. His name is Red. Red Hot. That's his name, Red Hot. <laughs> Red Hot. 
That's his name. It's the man knows right. Lily. It's all over in all over the internet on the news. And they caught him and they had uh heroin in the car. Oh, now don't gosh. you know her children heroin? What they doing away? with heroin in the car? They they, they he was Aww. selling it. Her children gonna get her children gonna get taken. And Aww. the white man is gonna go in there and get all that money. All that money she don't want from the lawyer, lottery. They're going to hold her kids and take her lottery money. Now, you watch and see. Oh, and, and that was oh. awful stupid of her. Then oh. also, uh, it's been all on Nancy Gray. I forgot this news story. Where they, they took this lady's daughter. I forgot what state it is. They took her daughter. And her daughter was nine years old. And she said that the social worker was telling a lot of lies on her. She didn't only kill the, she went and killed the social worker last Friday afternoon. She didn't only kill the social worker, she killed her mom and daddy too. Everybody who had something to do with her child getting taken. But she felt oh like goodness. she killed them. Wow. Well, okay, now Delta, you, you're trying to close us out on a, on a, uh, Sad, more story. Forgot. Morbid. Oh. Okay, okay, well. All right. Sorry. You did forget that. That's okay. That's okay. Well, I know one good thing. Um, let's see. One good thing is that we all made it through the day. So I'm very grateful. So that's some good news. Exactly. Real. Um, I'm very grateful. So let me just read this statement quickly and then we'll close out. This is a working statement from Women United regarding the attacks on black women such as Rakia Board, Ariana Stanley Jones, Sandra Bland, and many others. Women United denounce and detest the vicious attacks on black women. We have historically been plagued with and <clears throat> excuse me, and seems to have escalated in more recent times. We are one hundred percent human beings and deserve be protected and with equal justice under the law and other entities. The recent vicious behavior and disrespect of the lives of black women must stop due by unconscionable acts and actions occurring in a country that considers itself to be civil and democratic. A plan of action must be adopted and implemented immediately to stop the terror on black women. Women United is placing a call to action for all women, groups, organizations, and men to rectify these crimes against the humanity of black women. To make your statement and to act to protect the humanity of our sisters, Contact Women United at women dot united seven 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 at gmail seven 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 at gmail dot com women dot united seven 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 at gmail dot com. Thank you, Aja. Thank you, I see hot. You're Thank welcome. You Delta and King B. Thank you, and our Yes, yes, and so peace and good night. Good night, peace. Namaste.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.